Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today's episode is just me. I want to talk to you about the Afterlife Symposium that we just had in Scottsdale, Arizona. I want to share some inspiration with you and, as always, give you some great evidence that we don't die. So, first of all, I want to... Oh, say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of the listeners who flew to Phoenix, Arizona to attend the symposium. Uh, just to give you a little bit blow by blow what it was like in my world. Uh, I was nervous and excited, of course, but many of you have listened to every single episode, if not you know, a whole bunch of episodes. And I say on several of the episodes, you know, I'm just sitting at home, most of the times in my PJs, calling my guests all around the world, having these extraordinary conversations. Here's the thing, I've never met any listeners face to face before. Uh, One lady I did meet, and, and that was kind of random. But anyways, it was great. But here I was, going to the symposium and I'm, and I feel a little, you know, excited, um, but nervous. And I had told everybody I'd meet in the lobby on the Thursday night with the cocktail hour at the embassy suites. And so when I showed up, I had my banner because I wanted people to be able to recognize me and put it up in the lobby. And I was nervous. You know, I really was because everybody recognized me. And of course, uh, I didn't recognize everybody, but I saw a whole bunch of blue wristbands being worn, the We Don't Die wristbands. I had a team of people uh, going through the lobby um, just before I had arrived and giving them out. So here's what I can say, first of all, is I was hugged (laughs) more times in that one weekend than I think I ever have been in my life. But more important than the hugs were the personal stories I've heard from you, uh, maybe you, the listener or other listeners, about the impact the show has made in your lives. For instance, many, 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 many people, uh, we were joined there together because most of us have had some kind of significant loss, whether it's a parent, sibling, a spouse, a child, a relative, and lo and behold, who knows how you found my show, but you did, and so many people looked into my eyes and really heartfelt stories of the difference these episodes have made, and I don't take it lightly. In fact, There were several people who had hit rock bottom. I won't say more than that. And miraculously, they found the show and it saved their life. And so I don't say it lightly. I I take it to heart. Uh, I now know how much this show matters. It matters to me. It really fuels me to live a great life. But now to see and to meet hundreds of people face to face and hear incredible stories of lives being turned around. I I want to thank you. I want to thank you for giving your time to me, spending these hours with me. Uh, a nice young man, you know who you are, has listened to every episode 
at least three times. And what a commitment. It was so fun meeting him because he, he couldn't believe he was hearing my voice coming out of me, you know, because he's invested so much time listening. So from the girl who is currently sitting in a room in her PJs recording this episode, as I do, I wanted you to know that I love you all, whether you attended the symposium or not. I really appreciate your time um, and I will continue, I promise, as long as I am planet Earth, to keep delivering this show to you to help give you some good uh, reasons to believe in the afterlife, um, some advice, how we can get in touch with our loved ones, some tools to help work through the pain of grief. And then also, you know, if we don't die, what is our life for? And how we can each have a really empowered life, even a miraculous filled life. Sound good? I think so. Um, But also, as the thank yous go, way too many people that I met to thank you individually, but you know who you are. Uh, And, and even the people I didn't meet, I know there's people that were in that big conference room that I met at the very end, and probably some I didn't meet. So I want to thank you for coming. Also, I got some gifts, uh, just all kinds of fun things, including some coffee and macadamia nuts from Hawaii and jewelry and earrings and or ge- earrings are jewelry, uh, bath beads, creams, trinkets, tea bags, uh, money. Um, you know, I, I have said on these episodes before, I fund all of this project. We don't die radio on my own because I am committed to keep this commercial free. And so donations do help. So there have been several people that uh, donated and I thank you. It's going to a good cause, I promise. Even those who gave me gift cards and I got a couple of Starbucks cards. So I'll have a cup of coffee on you. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, it was great to go from the girl sitting at home recording these interviews to being surrounded by people that know more about me than my own family. It was like meeting best friends that I hadn't seen in years, even having dinner at some of the banquets and some of the words coming out of people's mouths. I'm thinking, how do you know that? I'm like, I must have said that in one of the episodes. It was just so great. So great. So let me tell you just some of the things that happened. First of all, every single night that I went to bed, uh, I had tears in my eyes and a couple of good cries as well, really getting the impact that I personally have had now on human beings' lives. It's so easy for us human beings to kind of disregard who we are, uh, think we're not good enough, that our voice doesn't matter. Um, who am I to make a difference? You know, I talk very often about this little voice that we all have in our head, whether you call it the voice, the ego, the inner critic, whatever that is, we all have one, you know, and even though I've done so much, my voice always is chiming in saying, you don't matter, who's really listening. And so to be in the symposium, and to get the impact. I just want you to know that your stories, even people that didn't attend who have shared with me emails or on Facebook or YouTube comments, all of those really fuel me to keep on going. They do. They really do. And for yourself, know that uh, if you have that little voice that pops up that I don't matter, who's going to listen to me? You know, it, it's not real. It's not who we are. We all have that voice, but we don't have to listen to it. In fact, this is a, an interesting little thing. 
after, what day was it? Second day of the symposium now, after I made my speech and it was just fantastic and I'm getting all this feedback, I went up to my room and looked in the mirror and I am bigger than I want to be. And my little voice just started tearing me apart uh, for being the size I am, for not being able to control eating, you know, things like that. And um, I have a doctor's appointment coming up and, you know, just this fear of stepping on the scale at the doctor's office. And in that moment, I want to tell you that it hit me. That's the voice. And I said, Sandra, you've just heard a hundred stories of the difference you've made in people's lives. You're witnessing the miraculous. I mean, I call it miraculous of having evidence of the afterlife and, and what we're up to, what we're up to at that symposium. And would I rather listen to that little voice that's trying to beat myself up? So I hope you're cheering from your end because I'm cheering from mine. But in that moment, I said, I'm not going to listen to you. I am not going to listen to you. And it was a hard thing to do, but instead I chose to listen to empowering conversations in my head that I do make a difference. And then what is there to do in that moment? I, you know, I had an apple before I went to bed. You know, we can only live moment by moment, but I'm really committed that none of us feed into what that little voice in our, in our heads say. So let me tell you about some of the fun things that happened at the conference. First of all, there was well over 500 people that attended from around the world. And I'm, I really think that our listeners from We Don't Die Radio were the bulk of the people that attended. And I know you also listen to some other shows, including Roberta Grimes, who's fantastic, and, and some of the other shows out there. But, um, I think there's a real movement going on, you know, We Don't Die. And, uh, and it's, and it's great. So besides having a sold out to a great amount of people, there were also over 30 speakers that were there, presenters. And I kind of guessed that there'd be some of these far out kind of woo woo spiritual, um, people there. And I have to tell you that who I found were a lot of people that were like ourselves. Uh, professional, <laughs> normal, um, nobody who's going to give the afterlife and the world of mediumship and these things a, a bad name. We were just a normal group of people. And I thought, gosh, this is great. You know, um, I, I, you know, in the past, I never wanted to be associated, uh, with or even thought of as one of those new age junkies, you know? Um, but I have to tell you, it was just the greatest group of just normal, down to earth, professional, people there. So that was pretty cool. So over the course of the three days of the symposium, you had a choice of who you wanted to hear lecture, or you could actually participate in some of the groups. And sometimes it was one speaker that would speak to all the 500 and some people. Uh, Sometimes there was a choice of two different speakers. Sometimes there was a choice of three. So from a participant's point of view, it, it was a little frustrating because I wanted to see everybody. And of course, I couldn't. The good news is this was brought on by the AREI, which stands for Afterlife Research and Education Institute. They filmed everything. So as soon as the videos are available, I believe they're going to be on DVD. And then also there's going to be a way to watch them online. 
uh, for reasonable cost, um, just to keep supporting this nonprofit. But as soon as they are available, I will let you know, because I am frustrated that I couldn't see everything. And I know there are some people that really wanted to go to the symposium, but because of the dates or the distance you have to travel or whatever that was, you couldn't be there. So we are making this symposium available to everybody, everybody. And also just a little fast forward, 2018, um, there's going to be another symposium, September 14th through 16th, 2018. So if you're even thinking about it, just block it off in your calendar right now. And yes, there are going to be some events closer to you, wherever you are in the world, or we're going to try anyways to do that. So on Friday, I've got my syllabus next to me, just so I don't forget. But Friday morning, uh, first of all, oh my gosh, I got asked to be interviewed by Adelaide Wolf and her team, who are creating a documentary film on mediums. And this is fun, but you heard me say back in May 2017 that I was at the Arthur Finley College taking a course in trance mediumship. And while I was there, I had seen this film crew that were filming some of the best mediums at the Arthur Finley College, the top school in the world for mediumship. And I was really intrigued, like, who are these people? And, oh my gosh, they're filming here. And, and uh, you know, I was secretly trying to find out who they were on the internet. Well, lo and behold, they asked to film me, to interview me for their movie. And I was so honored and it was so much fun uh, to send, spend time with Addie and Kim and Seth, the, the photographer, and just be able to tell my story. And, you know, I take for granted because I live in my own, sh- my own skin uh, of what I know. But the truth is I've talked to not only a lot of mediums, but I've done a heck of a lot of research in this world of life after death. And so to be able to share my story, to be able to share what I know about mediumship, good, bad, and indifferent, to be able to share the difference, I believe, believing in the afterlife makes in, in our lives. You know, I, it was a real honor for me to be included in that. So, uh, Addie and the team, if you're listening, um, thank you. Really thank you. So, Friday was jam-packed. The morning started at 8.15 uh, with the welcome from the board of directors from AREI. And from then on, you could pick different things. Suzanne Giesman, we've heard her on this show, she uh, talked about mental mediumship. And she's just fantastic. And if you remember, she is the Navy commander who, after her stepdaughter passed away, she saw a medium and got some real evidential information. And then she went on to study at the Arthur Finley College and now is one of the best mediums in the world. Um, also, Virginia Hummel, who was a guest here, uh, spoke. Um, I, I don't want to go through everything because there's so, so much. But I was happy to say that I finally got to meet Victor Zamet, who comes from Australia. He's an attorney. And he and his wife, Wendy, produced the Friday Afterlife Report. So every Friday, or it's usually Thursday in the United States, they have the best, 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 best um, email that comes out with what their research is from the week before about proof of the afterlife. And if you're interested in that, go to victorzamet.com. So he was there. So I was so happy about that. Uh, Dr. Sherry Pearl was there. She did a workshop on helping people use tape recorders and their computers to 
record the voices of people in the afterlife. We call this EVP. Uh, Dr. Mark Pitstick was there. We've heard him being interviewed on, on our show. Um, I'm just going through this. Oh, and then I got to speak at 1.15 on Friday, and it was right after the lunch break. So, of course, I'm thinking, you know, that, gosh, that negative mind is thinking people will show up late. It was just after lunch. And who I was against, not, I don't want to say against, but the giant meeting room got broken in two. And one side was Suzanne Wilson, who is really one of the best mediums that I, I think she is the best medium that I've ever experienced. And then on the other side was me doing my presentation of We Don't Die. So I love Suzanne. And I know that many of the listeners here in the show, you know, they've he- heard me for hundreds of hours. So let's go see Suzanne. And she was doing a live medium uh demonstration. So I, it must have been 150 people that still came into my room and I was honored for that. And uh, Suzanne had a big group there and I got just one of the sweetest bits of feedback from a fellow after my speech. And of course I gave it all why I believe in the afterlife, talk about grief, talk about my journey, some of the things that I've discovered. But this sweet older man said to me, he says, honey, I've never seen you and I've never heard of you before. But he says, I tried to get into that other room and he says, I couldn't find a seat. He says, I finally thought I found a seat and there was a lady holding the chair for a friend of hers. So he says, I'll see who this other gal is. So he stumbled into my uh, conference room and at the very end, he just said, I would have paid the whole admission of this of the seminar just to hear you speak he says you changed my life and i just can never take for granted where people are uh, i trust most people um, even listening right now we've had a loss you know and we want to know that our loved one's okay that we can see them again sometime and it, it just it was so special to me so you know who you are mister and uh and thank you thank you for the feedback and for everyone who who uh, join me in my room. For those that didn't, I, again, I'll, I'll let you know when the videos are available and where they're available. So as the afternoon progressed, lots and lots and lots of different speakers. But Gary Schwartz was there, and I have not yet talked to Gary on this show, but I talked to him face to face, and he promised me he will come on. But he has done so much of the scientific investigation into the afterlife. I mean, it goes so much further than just, oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here, but to have these double blind and triple blind tests. And one thing that he had done that he had shared with us, uh, and this blew my mind, he has a group from the other side that he works with his team of experts and you know like my little mind was saying oh gosh who who are they going to be you know and well albert einstein's one of them harry houdini uh, michael jackson and a couple other people and you know of course i'm thinking okay you know like i want to believe but there's always that skeptic right uh that little inner voice anyway so part of his experiment was that the there was four or five folks um, and they were to go find a spirit artist you know we've talked about spirit artists before these are people that are mediums that can also draw the pictures of 
deceased loved ones. So when this woman reported back that, lo and behold, in fact, five people did come to her and she drew their pictures and he showed on the the screen the pictures of the people as they lived and then what she drew and oh my gosh the first one i don't remember if her name was betty jane but it's a friend of his that's in the afterlife and there was a perfect drawing of this woman and then there was a picture of a young Einstein that she drew, and he had a picture of Einstein also, uh, and same guy. Uh, there was a picture of Harry Houdini that she drew, and it's interesting because she didn't recognize uh, the people, and and so for her to present who these people were, and then for him to know that this is his team on the other side, it's just fantastic. And the one that really got me was the picture of Michael Jackson. The picture of him, just as regular Michael Jackson without all the makeup and things, uh, just looked like a man with longer hair. Um, And so she said, this is the artist, she said, you know, this man wanted me to do another drawing of him. And the drawing she drew was Michael Jackson from Thriller. Do you remember that video that he did? And oh my gosh, it's just fantastic. It is so great. And he, and he talked about many, many, many other things, of course, but the science of how, um, he's, he's trying, he with his team, trying to get, you know, these documented things that people won't be able to say, oh, that's not possible. Cause it's like, well, how do you explain this? You know, so he's approaching it from a very logical point of view. You know, so it was really fascinating to hear him talk and also talk about the soul phone technology that is coming. It is coming. It It is to have communication between your loved ones in some kind of a, whether it's a cell phone or, or something. And uh, so what I'm thinking about right now is when I was younger, you know, I went to Disneyland and in Epcot, there was something called the Carousel of Progress. And it's one of these rides you can go on. And I remember as a kid, there was... Um, a display that said someday there will be a computer in every household. And there was this little boy, animated boy, sitting in front of this gigantic computer. And they also said someday there's going to be this technology where we can actually see people and talk to them. And of course, now we have FaceTime. Now we have these cell phones that everybody's got in their pocket. And they can do all these things. And for our minds, we get used to things. Things just become normal. But it, these things are miraculous. Inven- these inventions that we're using today in the modern world are just miraculous. You know, I say that the soul phone and this whole afterlife communication, um, while here we live in present day, it can seem so far off in the future or so impossible. You know, there's some some of our forefathers that did some great things. I can't help but talk about uh, Orville and Wilbur Wright, you know, back in the early 1900s, people laughed at them. There's no possible way man can fly. And they, I can't, I don't even know how many times they experimented and they failed. But then finally they succeeded and w- this world could not exist as it does right now without air travel. In fact, every time I get on an airplane, I say a little thank you to Orville and Wilbur. 
You know, were they the only people trying to work on the airplane? No, there were other people, but they were the ones that succeeded. Also people like uh, Thomas Edison. We hear that he failed over a thousand times to invent the light bulb, and I think it was actually more than that that he failed. But all he needed was one success. And to have a dream, and now, uh, you know, where would we be without the light bulb, really? Um, and this was one man's dream. In fact, a little about Thomas Edison. Uh, did you know he created the phonograph? He invented that, which turned into a record player. And, and here we are with now iPods and <laughs> all kinds of uh, MP3s and music and things like that, all from a man's dream. He, he invented the ticker tape. He invented one of the earliest motion picture, sorry, earliest motion picture cameras. Where would we be without movies and film, right? Even something called the, I think it was called the pneumatic electric pen, which why I'm bringing this up is that was the forefather to the modern day tattoo machine. So we wouldn't have tattoos without Thomas Edison. How about that? Um, Not that somebody else wouldn't have eventually created it, but that's where it started. So, Thomas Edison was someone who was laughed at many, many, many times. He has over a thousand patents for different things. But some of the biggest things that we use and we take for granted today all stemmed from a belief that he had. So being at this symposium with people like Gary Schwartz and the Zamets and Craig Hogan and Suzanne Wilson and our friend Roberta Grimes and medium Mark Anthony and just so many other people, It, to me, is one of these times where we can be one of the people that say, uh, it's never going to work. We're never going to get that airplane in the sky. It's just impossible. Uh, Or we're going to light the world, continue to light the world um, with gas lamps as opposed to, you know, electricity will never happen. You know, but it can, folks. It can and it will And I'm here to tell you that you and I are in the dawn of the time where in our lifetimes we are going to see a big shift in technology, a big shift in mankind where, and many of us will be a part of it, that we will have the proof, we will have it, the understanding be with most people on planet Earth that life after death is real. We will perfect technology so that we can get in touch with our loved ones. And how do you think your life will change? Really, really, when you know that your loved ones are around, it's like they went on a vacation or they went on a trip before you. Uh, you're not going to see them, but they can still report in where they are um, and encourage you while you're here on your journey. You know, it, it sounds far out. It sounds futuristic. It sounds impossible, but it's real. It's real. And it's just around the corner. It is on the horizon. Um, no doubt. Uh, within my lifetime. I hope I have a good long life, as all of us do. Uh, and even if we don't, we're going to be joining in on this from the other side. But it, it is the time. I mean, it's, you know, it gives me goosebumps just to think that, that we're part of this. In fact, not only a part of it, but to go through this symposium, which, oh my gosh, there's so many more things that um, I want to share, but 
I won't. You know, if you're in our Facebook group, and I invite you to, to join this, We Don't Die Listeners. Uh, I have a bunch of pictures. I've got a copy of the syllabus. Um, I've got some of the pictures, like I had said about Michael Jackson and, um, and some of the other, uh, drawings. And uh, yeah, and I have more. Um, but I invite you to be part of that Facebook group just to see some of this stuff. Um, but where this is all going is even if you did not attend the symposium or you can't fly to Scottsdale, every year that's okay uh whereas people that were trying to invent the airplane like there's a huge competition going on who could invent the first flying machine and there's also a huge competition who could invent the first light bulb of course thomas edison got it but there's a huge competition so the world of the afterlife i have to tell you is different because instead of a com um competition being at the symposium with the top most of the top experts in the world in spirit communication talking about grief uh, evidence of the afterlife everybody everybody is working arm in arm to give this knowledge freely help people support people and have the reality of the afterlife be i mean just real in our everyday lives so we are all joining hand in hand in fact um listeners of we don't die radio uh i invite you to join the afterlife research and education institute it's only 25 us dollars and you can go to afterlifeinstitute.org why this is important is that you'll be on a mailing list um that also encompasses oh meetup groups groups that are in our areas that instead of just listening to Sandra or Roberta Grimes or whatever your favorite show is, you will, well, I mean, what would it be like to have people that we could meet for lunch, you know, that we're all talking the same language? I, I know I'm not alone. I don't have people in my daily life that I can talk to about this stuff, but I have you, but you might be halfway around the world and I might not be able to see you, you know, but what if we had groups in our environment in our community that we can get together with well the arei is creating um, structures for meetup groups or just groups getting together that you can play some of the films from the um, symposium you can read our books you can have discussions and i have no doubt that it's a great place to meet some of the best friends for life not only people that we can talk to about this but we're all going to experience loss so people that you can share your grief with people that you can share your life with as far as what are we what are we creating what dreams do we want to fulfill and i don't doubt it's only a matter of time before uh there's going to be some romances starting you know what would it be like to find a significant other that speaks the same lingo that is really empowered that wants to live a full life uh that wants to help other people like i it, there's so many things that are going to stem from it so i invite you to uh join the arei afterlifeinstitute.org or be on my mailing list my email mailing list if you go to go to we don't die radio.com i call it the insiders club but that's my mailing list and if you're on it, you know that I don't send tons of emails. I'm very respectful and I have integrity that way. Um, but 
I will always be sharing what's going on. Also, someone working with us is uh, an organization called HelpingParentsHeal.org. And so a bunch of like-minded people working through grief, you know, parents, um, helping parents heal. It is what it says, helping people through grief. But it is a worldwide organization that's coming together. Um, IANS, the initial, uh, International Association of Near-Death Studies, uh, coming together. Um, it is and more. There's definitely more people. Victor Zamet's got a huge group of people around the world that follow him. You know, we have tens of thousands of listeners here with this show uh, coming together. And you won't get crazy emails. You won't be spammed. People won't single you out. But if you are interested in having some great conversations, some like-minded people in your community, and, you know, even creating new speaking events. I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a great dream of traveling the world and and creating. Um, you create a group of people. I will come speak. I will share everything I know. I will invite maybe a local medium to do a, a presentation. Um, and I've, gosh, you have no idea how much I want to travel and do that. And so this could be the perfect venue to do that. So just a few other things about um, this symposium. Uh, Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, was there. And if you heard my episode with him, you know he's a great guy. Well, I didn't know he is as funny as they get. I tell you, I want him to be one of my best friends ever. He did a great converse. Uh, well, he did a couple of presentations. Uh, one was about healing grief, which was wonderful. And then he also talked about uh, some history, you know, history of the Bible, history of some of the uh, man-made conversations that uh, shifted um, from people believing in spirituality, from people believing in life after death and communicating with the deceased, to people over the course of time, and a lot of them were people in power, that had removed some different things from different scriptures and so it was really eye-opening he presented it in such a funny way and and great way and it really hit home so I have asked him to come on this show in the future and do that presentation uh over the airwaves and he, and he has agreed which is great uh Sonia Rinaldi she's been on the show she's a scientist in Brazil and that records video images and voices from people in the hereafter. And she's amazing. Well, I sat in on her presentation and you know what bubble wrap is? You know, bubble, you know, what bubble wrap is it comes in the boxes to protect things. Well, one of the things that she has done is, and she showed just several uh, videos and images of this, but she if you can imagine somebody's picture, portrait, picture, and you put a piece of bubble wrap over it, she says you need something shiny. So it doesn't necessarily have to be bubble wrap, but something that's semi-clear, but it's shiny. And so she had showed some images of um, this bubble wrap over somebody's face, a picture, and then she filmed this still photograph. Now, what should happen is nothing, right? You just see the bubble wrap over a picture. Well, that's not what happened. In each and every case, that picture transformed into the picture, the face of someone's deceased loved one. For instance, a bubble wrap over a picture of a mother who's alive and well, the picture transformed into a smiling child's 
face. And then she showed the picture of what the child looked like while he was alive. Uh, it would be as if my picture, uh, this didn't happen, but this is just a, for instance, if my photograph was there and over it was the bubble wrap and she filmed it and a picture of my dad or my grandmother came through. It gave me chills like you wouldn't believe. She even did some voices that she has recorded from the hereafter. And I tell you what, uh, I I found a piece of bubble wrap. I have not yet started experimenting with this. But I tell you, if if you find something that you're passionate about, whether it's recording voices, learning EVP, or doing something like this, and if it's a passion there, I think it's something that you're meant to be doing. But to get to see these photographs or this these film and to actually see a face change, develop a smile, the face turn and then become the face of the loved one. Oh, nothing like it. Oh, I've got goosebumps right now <laughs> talking to you about it. Um, George Norrie, uh, if you listen to the TV show Coast to Coast, no, let me cancel. I'm, I'm nervous even when I talk to you sometimes. Uh, here I am sitting in my room talking to you. Um, but George Norrie is the coast. Uh, George Norrie is the host of Coast to Coast AM, which is the 10th largest radio show. And it has millions and millions of listeners. And it's here in the U.S. It's played in the wee hours. Um, starts, I think, California time, 10 p.m. and goes till 1 or 2 a.m. But George Norrie's the host. And George Norrie does indeed believe in the afterlife. So he uh, did something that was so cool. He had a panel of experts on stage and he would ask questions and in front of, you know, the 500 plus people. And it was really great. And it was so funny. And I'm thrilled that I got asked to be one of the six experts on stage. And it was just great. And in fact, one question came up. Uh, I, and I tried to be, yeah, I was nervous, of course, but I just thought, I said a little prayer, and I said, just let me speak the words people need to hear, and and just really listen, because it is my firm belief that if we listen, really listen, that the right words will come out of our mouth when it's our turn to speak. And so I listened. Well, one of the questions that came up for someone else was about pets in the afterlife, and it was actually Roberta Grimes that answered, and it was so cool because she was talking about what if there was a cat named Mildred and everybody started laughing like who would name their cat Mildred and then she says well they call it Millie and then there was conversation of um, when we have to put our animals to sleep that the animals have so much love for us that they're more worried about us than they're worried about them because they have no problem crossing over, you know, and they, and, and so there's no reason for us to feel guilt. Well, it was just really interesting because I grabbed that microphone out of somebody's hands and I said, let me tell you a story. I said, I call my mother Mildred sometimes when she gets acting like an old lady. And I said, I adopted a stray cat, and I named that cat Mildred after my mother. And I said that I nicknamed her Millie, because she's got an M on her forehead, or she did. And one of the toughest things 
that my aunt and I had to do was to put Millie to sleep. She was sick and I cried my eyes out. And so to be able to share, and I have no doubt <laughs> that Roberta's own psychic sense kicked in and she picked up on my Millie and my story and actually gave me closure because, you know, if you put an animal to sleep, it's very, very painful. Um, anyways, it was just, it was so special. So the, having George Norrie there with all these questions and answers from the experts, it was so much fun. Something else that was very cool that happened was Suzanne Giesman. She's the Navy commander turned medium. She actually can go into a trance-like state and channeled wisdom from beings that are no longer of this earth. And to witness her speaking sent chills through me. Just wonderful words of inspiration about living life, uh, about death, about grief. Absolutely spellbinding, amazing, phenomenal. Can't say enough good things. Um, Roberta Grimes, also an attorney, you know, and a real good friend of us in our show. She was there. Um, um, oh gosh, there's so much, so much. I, I don't think I'm going to go through everybody because it'll just take too long, but, uh, it, it was, man, it, to me, I felt like it was my launching point that, okay, I now have all the evidence I need that this show really does make a difference in people's lives and, um, and like, and I want to give back. In fact, something I want to give you if you don't have it already is I created just a little booklet that's called 19 Reasons to Believe in the Afterlife. Well, it's actually called Sandra's 19 Reasons to Believe in the Afterlife. And if you're already on my mailing list, you should have gotten it. If you are not and you want to get it, go to we don't die radio.com and just put in your name and your email address and it'll pop up. And in fact, if you've already, um, gotten it but you can't find it just put your email and address and again you won't get emailed twice i promise so i uh, let me just go through my notes if there's anything else i feel so strongly i may need to say no i don't think so um but where this really is going is to have support for you and me in our daily lives, you know, the voice that we have in our head is so strong, you know, it, and most of the time it wins, you know, when we're sitting home alone, we're going to buy into whatever the voice tells us, whether it's not, we're not good enough, whether it tells us to procrastinate, whether it tells us this can't possibly be true. Uh, and so to have a community of people that don't let you settle for that, that, you know, they'll keep, we'll keep each other busy. We'll keep each other talking positive things. We'll keep uh, encouraging each other to fulfill our dreams. We'll keep giving each other hope and help through our grief. Um, we'll support each other, you know, but we'll get to see each other face to face to see the friendships that built in just three days at this symposium. Friendships that will happen now for life. Really good friendships. 
you know, I can't help but think to have people in my own community and your own community, you know, it'd be, it'd be a whole different kind of living. So again, I encourage you be on my mailing list, spend the $25 a year, uh, if you can and join the afterlifeinstitute.org, um, get involved with helping parents heal.org. You, and you don't have to do any of this. You can simply listen to this show over and over, and that works too. Because believe you me, I will do everything on every episode to give you really good reasons to believe in the afterlife, give you tools to help through grief, um, hold your hand to let you know that you are not alone in this world. Each one of us has a team Um in the hereafter, uh, then I do believe it's here in just afterlife that we can't see, but we're not alone. And sometimes it's scary. We live our lives like we are, but we're not alone. Our life is for a purpose. Your life is for a purpose. You are loved by so many people that might be invisible to you right now, but they're cheering you on. Our lives are short and there is so much suffering, so much sadness. There is, there are some good times, certainly, but a lot of our growth as human beings comes out of our darkest times. So if you're going through one of those dark times, and know that you've got a group of cheerleaders, both living and invisible, that are cheering you on when it is our final time to close our eyes on planet Earth. Um, know that we are going to open them to our loved ones, our pets. Um, some of us, those people that make their life about service, they say there's even a parade for them, you know, so... Um, one of the best place to be when you're suffering is to try to find a way to help another people, another person. It really does make a difference and, and helps us to heal as well. So a few things, uh, everyone that had attended the symposium got a complimentary we don't die wristband blue wrist plastic wristband and in the inside it says i am a divine soul so you always know who you are if you want a wristband and you were not at the symposium uh if you go to we don't die radio.com you can click on there's a picture of a wristband there and then there's instructions how you can get a wristband so i've got people uh, from around the world who are willing to send you one. You just need to send them a self-addressed stamped envelope and have two stamps on it just because the weight of the, the wristband and they will send you one because it's good to remember who we are. So I think I'm going to close this episode by saying, I love you. You're not alone. I thank you for listening. I thank you to all the people that trusted me and came to the symposium. I thank you for sharing your heart, your words, the difference the show has made in your life. I promise you that until I take my last breath, I will continue to scan the earth and have conversations with guests that will make a difference in your life, give you evidence of the afterlife and even more. And folks, I see that this community of We Don't Die listeners, uh, right now I do believe that we are maybe one of the biggest groups of like-minded people here um, that 
will join arm in arm and help those others. We'll be able to reach out to others that were looking just like we were and be able to unite people so that people don't have fear of dying. People know that their loved ones are okay. People have help through grief and again, know that their life is important. So I, I think that, you know, years ago, people uh, believed that the earth was flat. They did. They thought the earth was flat and, uh, people were actually killed who said that the earth was round can you believe it and all these years later no it's proven to be around uh the wright brothers and thomas edison you know people that worked hard and they changed something on planet earth life after death is the same way it's just taking time but we are here we are at the beginning of something so big um, and you can give yourself a pat on the back for being at this point in your spiritual path that you're part of it. Because the only thing that's going to follow after the time you listen to this is some miraculous stuff, like really miraculous. And I will be here to bring it to you. Um, and I'm looking for partners. You know, if you want to start a meetup group in your area, uh, uh, let me know, because that would be great. And and we can partner with the AREI, Helping Parents Heal, the uh, International Association of Near-Death Studies, all the people interested, and more. There's more that I haven't even mentioned. And, and to really change the conversation on planet Earth, and most importantly, change our lives. Okay? So, in closing... You know who I am. I'm Sandra Champlain. And I'm always delighted to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. And I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for trusting me. And I love you. And I'll see you soon. (music) 